What up, what up? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Boxing Voice Radio. I am your host, Nesta Gibbs, joined alongside Ringwalk Danny, and we're coming to you live from the Wind Casino out of the Blue Wire studio, and we have some breaking news. Yesterday, top rank and Frank Warren Promotions announced the unified title defense of Arthur Betterbeef, who's going to be taking on what they're calling Knockout King Anthony Yard, Danny. What's up? How are you? What up, Tim? Back with another one. Uh, definitely excited. Uh, big guest in studio today. And uh, yeah, Tim. absolutely, man. Uh, I got. You said they're calling them the Knockout King? Absolutely. Press release says Unified Light Heavyweight King Arthur Betterbeef to defend Crown against Knockout King Anthony Yard. At the OVO, I didn't know that existed in Wembley. Is that a Drake thing? I don't know. Did he pay for the name of the arena? He could have. Wow. That'd be pretty dope. But um, So us as Americans, we get to watch it on ESPN Plus right here in the U.S. It will be shown on BT Sports in the U.K. And uh, Anthony Yard is the number one contender, so he's getting his shot at three Belts. The exact opposite of what Danny said this morning. Go figure. What? 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 You said there's a misconception that when there is three belts, just because you're the mandatory don't mean you get a shot at all. And meanwhile, this guy's defending all three. Okay. But Yard is only entitled to the WBO. No, I mean... He's, that, the, he's that's the mandatory how, to the WBO. Yeah, that's how he's getting in. I'm just saying, if a sanctioning body doesn't rank you or... For example, this is actually the the perfect example. If Yard, right, he's coming into the BO. Yep. He but um my man's got the BC, right? Mm, yep. So if Yard is not enrolled in the clean boxing program, he is not eligible to win the BC on the night. Yeah, I know. But that's just a technicality. That's not it won't be the same for the IBF. You know, that's just one loophole, and it's also just an application. Being as though we both were at the convention, we know all he literally has to do is file, and he'll be awarded his belt. But, you know, I'm not trying to make it a long-term argument. Just showing you that a mandatory can absolutely get a shot at three belts. No, they typically do. I'm saying... It is on a rarity, but it absolutely can totally happen. Well, look, I'm to not only rubbing it into you. To it's Nonito Donaire as well. A sanctioning body, um, you know, feels that that fighter is not of maybe rank, you know, the caliber to be ranked. They don't have to. I mean, I just find it hard for any sanctioning body after I beat Better Be for the WC say, oh, well, you weren't ranked even though you just beat our champ. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, it don't, none of that is logical, but it is what it is. Um, you know, we'll find out uh, what Yard has. I am shocked that he's been able to get this opportunity. Um, it came very quickly after, you know, already having a shot at Arthur, I mean, excuse me, at Sergey Kovalev. Uh, so this was pretty, you know, and he continues to get big shots. Every time he goes for uh, a title defenses versus a big name for good money. Um, last I remember, he made about $4 million to fight uh, Sergey Kovalev, who, you know, was an older champion. And now here he is again 
facing another guy that is an older champion. I think Better Beef is about 37 to 39 years old. He's 37. All right. I mean, would you rather fight the 27 or the 37? Yes, I get it. Ness, this guy has power. 100% knockout ratio. Power's the last thing to go. Check those boxes, absolutely, but he's still 37. No, I'm I'm totally... He can, he can get freaking over 40 overnight in a fight. I, I I totally hear you. To me, it's just... Uh, it's just the fact that Yard has been stopped before. We've seen him lose. Mm-hmm. You know, so not just uh, by knockout, but by decision as well. So I don't know, man. I Definitely... Uh, Excited because I think their styles will bring a uh, high volume and hard hitting fight, but I think ultimately Better Beef stops them. You know, I'd say mid rounds. Yeah, and this is uh, you know credit to Frank Warren and his relationship with the WBO because since losing to Sergey Kovalev, Yard's biggest name is Lyndon Arthur, which he lost to. By split decisions. So. And he had to come back and defeat by knockout in the fourth round. Um, and this is earning him three, a three-bell opportunity. So shout out Frank Warren and the team, man. Um, impressive. Unlike Better Beef, who's been... You know, fighting... Champion after champion. Tough fights his last several fights. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this fight is promoted by Frank Warren and Queensberry Promotion in associations with Top Rank. Uh, it will be shown on ESPN here in the U.S. BT will be streaming it in the U.K. Tickets for Better Be VR go on sale Saturday, January 28th. That's a long time from now, being as though, you know, this fight is what? Okay. What? When does it make sense? Wait, tickets for Better Beef Yard on Saturday. General sale. Okay, at the 24th of November, which is two days from now. Okay. Two days from now. Uh, Tank tickets are already on sale, and they're doing well. If you go to Ticketmaster, there's already a whole bunch of tickets purchased. Yep, someone sent me the the chart. Mm. But you can get these tickets for Better Beef Yard on AXS.com or Ticketmaster.co.uk. And uh, Frank Warren uh, had this to say, this will undoubtedly be the biggest challenge of Anthony, excuse me, of Anthony's career till date. And we have made sure he will get the best conditions possible by securing him home advantage said Yards promoter, obviously, Frank Warren. It's going to be a huge occasion at the OVO Arena in Wembley, which is the same venue where Anthony made his professional debut back in May of 2015. So shout out to Yard, man. Seven years pro and already two title shots. One of those unified. Well, I guess eight, you know, because he'll be on the 2023 by the time. And... uh yeah, that's still good, man. Frank Warren doing his thing. Absolutely. I mean, we just had Denzel Bentley, who's uh, promoted by Warren, who said that. Like, What's you know, I go back home, I'm getting back on TV. Hell yeah. What's, What's the, the date for the fight? Yeah. The 28th of January. Okay. So same day as Charlo Zoo. Yep. 28th of January. So we have two competing cars like two months from well, now. Well, not really competing because 
This will come on definitely earlier than Charlo Zoo. Charlo Zoo will cater to us Americans. This will cater more to Yard's demographic yeah. in the UK. We'll probably get it slightly early, four, maybe six-ish. Probably? Uh, nah, probably earlier than that. Really? Oh, yeah. Hmm. Um, so I did want to see if I can give you, okay. He said, I've never backed down from a challenge. And Anthony Yard is a top contender who acts for this fight. I look forward to fighting in London for the first time since the Olympics. Yard called me slow after my fight with Joe Smith Jr., but slow and steady wins the race. And on January 28th, I will win in London. Uh, what's, what's your thoughts on Yard thinking better beef is slow? He really did a number on Joe Smith, slow or not. Who did a number on Joe Smith? Better Beef. Yeah, but Better Beef's the one that said that Yard is slow, right? No, no. Yard is the one that said that Better Beef is slow after the Joe Smith fight. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, he's knocked out everybody he's fucking fought. So I, I'd assume if he's slow, eight, those 18 guys would have been able to get out the way. Very true, man. <laughs> you feel Very me? true. Like, can't be that slow. If I'm able to knock every guy I'm in there with. But we'll ask somebody who's uh, used to getting knockouts. Who we got in the studio today, Nuss? Uh, before we get to that, I just want to round up with, uh, obviously, Yard's quote that says, uh, January 28th will be my night, my destiny playing out in my home city. And this is what I have been longing for throughout my professional career, which started at Wembley. I won't make any big predictions for this fight against a strong unified champion in Arthur Betterbeef, but what I will say is that I will leave nothing to chance, and I am at my best when I fight fire with fire, which led us to the thumbnail, which is coming out slugging, and that's what Yard thinks is the best option to face the big puncher. We have seen. Better beef down twice in his career, and it has been early. Uh, do you think that's the best plan to get the job done if you're yard? I don't know if I want to trade with him, but I definitely think I, I can't show him any respect. You know, I think he's going to have to come in there, uh, try to get his off and get the fuck out the way of those uh, deep and slow punches, right? Mm -hmm. Because I don't care what he says. Better beef, he put him motherfuckers down. He putting them out. So... So and I, Kovalev hurt him with a jab. So imagine better be. It's so, going to get ugly. I think uh, fighting a guy like that, you can't show him respect, but you definitely, uh, you know, you definitely have to be aware that he has put everybody out. Now, speaking of putting everybody out, we do have another fighter in studio that has put everybody out in his professional career. You want to introduce him, champ, and have... Our team bring them in and cut to the promo. Uh, our good friend, Cardin, from Kenichi Beer and his amazing headsets over at uh, Hibernation 5 while we bring in our first guest, Austin Slide. <laughs>
What up, what up? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're joined with Ashton Silve here, H2O. Uh, happy to have you in studio. And I'm going to jump right into it. We were playing our promo. He happens to sponsor the show, but you use his headphones. So how did the connection between you and uh, Kenichi Bear come about? Um, I think my dad knew of them before me. Uh, but now I love the headphones. I use them when I play the game. Like, I, you know, I love, like, if I'm not boxing, I'm just at the crib, just, you know, relaxing, playing the game, or just running, you know, on the treadmill, listening to music. So, I mean, they did a great job with that. For sure, for sure. Man, I got so many different questions, so I don't want to hog you. Is there anything you want to jump into before? Because, you I, know, I he, you, he brings I, so much yeah, to the table. I'll let you start it off because... Okay, cool. So, um, before I get into, I guess... Uh, I guess what everybody knows, which is the biggest thing that you've been signed to MVP Promotions and Jake Paul, and it's given you all this exposure. Upon some research, you were signed to someone else or associated with someone else that's just made a major splash, right? Because I've, I've seen that you um, were posted on Black Prime three years ago, so... We don't know shit about Black Prime, so we need you guys to tell us everything that happened back in 2019. Look at his face. I told you I had some shit. What's up? So how'd that come about? Are you still with them? What was that? You, you want to tell? I mean, they cool people. They cool people. Uh, yeah, we did We did some stuff with them. We was, I don't think we was ever signed with them. I didn't, never signed anything. But... Um, yeah, we was working with them. And my dad more, he, he communicate with them, like, you know, on a daily basis still till now. So um, did they get you fights? Well, mm -hmm. that was, that's, that's when he was starting off his career. So he was only 60 years old. They was trying to break into the boxing business. Um, they didn't do anything at that time. Came, got some footage. We grew the relationship. Um, but they were learning the boxing business at that time. That was three years ago. It was learning the boxing business. And at that time, they really can offer what we wanted. But like I said, Desmond, good people. So we kept that relationship open. And it's um, not far-fetched to say that we won't work with them again. But mm -hmm. I see that they're doing big um, big moves. I've talked to him. I talked to Desmond last night. I talked to him like probably every week. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, he's a, good, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. We grew a friendship. Hmm. Every week, though? Yeah, about once a week. Yeah. I mean, how many fights left on his MVP contract? That seems to be a lot of talking. Well, we talk we talk personal. You know, like I said, we grew a friendship. So mm. we talk personal business. He always check on Ashton. So um, it, it grew outside of boxing. So as far as you are concerned, Crawford is in good hands? As far as I'm concerned, Crawford's okay. in good hands. Okay. That's good. I don't, that I don't know the details of their contract, you know. No, so. no, of course, of course. I mean, but because some people want to speculate the fight's not going to happen because the app hasn't had any experience doing big-time promotions. Right. But one thing I can say, Desmond uses all his resources to— he has more resources in the boxing business he, now than he did when he approached us. He had none at all. Hmm. So the last three years, he's been biting, grinding, trying to get things done, finding out more about the business. So I think— He's in good hands. I, from what I've noticed, the, it's the only fight that they have. And I think I think he threw a few fights. Um, I think it was about two. It was 
He, I've seen maybe. a few. I mean, they've had a few fights. They just weren't on this level. Right. Yeah. This is a huge level. This has been a huge step up. Like, they were doing, like, you know, bubble shows. Yeah. Right. Not even club shows. It was like, you know, during COVID, uh -huh. just a studio setup. Yeah, something, um, I don't know, this little street fighting thing. They did something with street beefs, yes. Yeah, street beefs. Uh, I forget the guy's name, the Hispanic one. You remember? Nah, I remember the welterweight, uh, Brian Norman. Okay. Uh, he fought on there? Yeah, he fought on oh, there. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. So, How did that go? Uh, I'm going to be honest, I ain't see the fight on there, but, I, you know, they had his picture on it, you know? So I'm like, all right, you know? <laughs> he had his last fight on there, so. So, that, champ, you know, um, yeah, I, I didn't think that, I didn't know about the Black Prime and didn't think that's where you were going to get started. <laughs> you know, I wanted to ask you uh, about Anthony Taylor. You guys friends? Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah I knew him for a, a long time, yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. He, I mean, he's funny. Yo, <laughs> to me, it seemed like y'all friends. I, you rocking yeah, yeah, out are, with him. Yeah, you rocking yeah. out with him. Take us back. What happened? Why Dylan Dennis out here acting crazy and, and, and starting street fights and shit like that? First, he throwing the coffee or what he throw on uh on KSI's KS face? Was that coffee? I, I don't know. I just know Anthony got into it. No it questions was, asked. <laughs> yeah. Yo, that's crazy. That video, kind of, not kind of, that shit definitely went viral. I know your phone was blowing up. You get a call from management like, yo, chill out. Or no repercussion, no cause, no anything like that. From me? Um, oh, yeah, of course. Of course, but, I mean, that like that, that's, that's like almost family. Like, that's, that's a close friend, so. Absolutely. You know, I just, it, it just kind of happened right there. Mm. Did you, was there, like, pre-existing beef? Because I'm going to be honest with you, even though I watch some MMA, I don't, I only know Dylan Dennis from, like, getting into it with people. I don't yeah, really know I, him. Yeah, I saw, like, before, before I even know him. That's what I know him for, just, like, in people comments, just talking mess. Like, right. Like, if I'm scrolling past, like, Instagram, I just see, like, him being, like, you know, top one talking mess. So that's the only, only thing I know from him. I never saw, like, a fight from him. So was there pre-existing beef between Dylan and Anthony? Possibly. Okay. Like, yeah, possibly. I'm not too sure. Maybe not, because I... I don't think Dylan probably knew of Anthony, but it was after that. Yeah, he, got, he got rocked twice. That shit, that shit was uh Speaking of Anthony, that's who's calling right now. <laughs> he watching the show. He, he probably he probably watching the show. Um but yo, also uh the last fight though, I really, I really was impressed. Good friend of ours did your uh fight outfit. Where did the inspiration come from? First off, it started from me just like liking the movie. Like, I I feel like I watch it like at least five times throughout the year, just just because. But then like watching it over and over, it's more like I start getting like inspiration. I think that's why I keep watching it. And like the inspiration came from like you know like the minions are the the ones you would never think of them to do anything like what they did. Like you know you would just expect probably like Gru or somebody to do something. Mm -hmm. You know with the you know the big big missions or whatever. But at the end of the day, you know the minions come in clutch. So I feel like that's like like you know me in a way. Yeah, that was pretty tight. I saw uh I saw him working on it and you know he said he wouldn't reveal who it oh, was. Yeah, he never did. Yeah, he know he he wouldn't reveal who it was. And then when I saw you walk out with it, 
I thought that was pretty tight. Definitely um, a first on that. For sure. Uh, I was more impressed with the opponent. Obviously, common opponent with uh, Ryan Garcia. Took Ryan Garcia, I believe, five rounds. You did it in one. Um, did you consider it a step up? And what did you think of the performance? Uh, was it not enough rounds? Would you had hoped to get more? Or were you happy not to do any overtime? No, I definitely consider it a step up. I feel like every fight that they um, that I had that they put in front of me was a step up since my first fight. And um, no, I was I was amazed. Well, not amazed. I kind of felt it coming. Like you know, throughout training camp, like you know, we just kind of pretty much worked hard for it. Like I feel like this is probably one of the hardest training camps I had. And um, and the knockout, that was like, like I like like after what he said in the back when um, Ariel came to the back and told me that that uh, Bradley was like he wants to little bro me or something like that. So after that, I, that that got like built some steam up in me. So like I I kind of felt it like it was going early knockout. So so you like uh. A you're like some fighters who like to find something to get mad at yeah. or some athletes. Yeah, they definitely. Yeah, because like the whole time, like even the face-off, like like, like even if they don't do nothing, I kind of just get mad off that. Like they're looking at me too long. That's, what, <laughs> that's why I just like, I'm like, like I, that just makes me mad. Like you want to look at me for this long, then I just like, you know, that's Absolutely. what it builds up. Now, sure. now, obviously, uh, we talk about it all the time. When you got a guy like Browley or who has fought somebody like Ryan now, that's that barometer stick, mm -hmm. right? It happened to Keith. Yeah. It, ha it happened to Keith because he fought Mario Barrios right after he had fought Tank. And, you know, there was talks of Tank moving up to Walterweight to fight Keith. And it was like, shit, he stopped him. You didn't. Was there any concern or was that in, your, in, in the back of your mind knowing mm -hmm. that people are going to talk about who did it better, me or Ryan? Yeah, I definitely uh, figured that because, like, even when they posted um, or announced that I was fighting him, like, nothing but, like, in the comments, I was getting, like, that's Ryan's opponent, that's Ryan's opponent. But, like, I feel like a lot of people believed that I was going to do, you know, a more efficient job than he did. And, I mean, it came out to be that. So, um, I more so figured myself that even if it went to distance, that I would have put on a, a greater performance. But... Like, it was never in my mind to, like, think of just Ryan, Ryan. It was more so of just, like, what what I want to do and what my team would think of it. Absolutely. Was there other opponents on the table when uh, Braulio's name was brought to you, Coach? No, that, <clears throat> that gave us an opponent. We took it right mm. away. So, we didn't turn down anything. As soon as they put it on the table, we took it. Yeah, I was supposed to fight him um, on the MSG card when we were supposed to, uh, when I fell out. But and then we just kept the same opponent until till then. So we both had like a, a long training camp. At this point, being A to know, how often are you looking to fight? I mean, you've got three fights in this year. Is that about is that about right where you guys wanna be right now? We wanna be about four fights a year, like once every quarter. Okay. You guys got a date yet? We're looking at February. Okay. Okay, okay. No no location, nothing no like location. that. Nothing like that. In your last fight, you did say that you wanted a bigger test after blowing out, obviously, uh, Rodriguez. What sort of test you looking for? Is there a name? No, it's not a name. Um, 
I honestly just like let my coaches or you know my team bring you know the opponents to the table, but like I just feel like I want a bigger test because I feel like each fight and if I run through them like it just you know makes me feel a certain type of way like I'm like okay like I'm ready for this and you know I feel like I'm on that you know on a different stage. Think uh, that. Oh. I was going to say, Dad, what about you? Is there a certain somebody that you would like to see him in with next? Uh, being as though that he's asking for bigger tests? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not a certain somebody. I mean, we he want to step it up. We definitely got to step it up a little bit. But once again, he's only 18 years old. You know, he got, he got the world at his hand. He's super talented, but he's still got to grow with his body. You know, he's still, like I said, he's 18 years old. He hasn't even came into his man strength yet. But we're definitely going to test him again. He wants to get tested. But we're not going to jump all the way into the big leagues, you know. We're going to gradually grow him, gradually grow him, and get him there. So, and is the promoter okay with something like that? Because obviously, you know, a guy like Devin Haney did that in Mexico where you can control that. But obviously, his contemporaries just seen what he did to Braulio. So I assume it's going to be harder to get him opponents now unless he continues to fight the Braulios or above. It's like... Yeah, I mean, that's what definitely way we're going. We're not, we're not going down. We're definitely the Braulio level, a little bit above it. Definitely going to do that. We can't go down. And that's one thing that I told him. Once we go up, you know, there's no turning back. You can't go down. We can't go from Braulio to a guy that's 9 and 20, you know. So, of course... Uh, well, everybody's okay with it, and we all on the same page. Is is basically what we want to do. Well, we have a um, vision for his career. So, although although uh, nobody gets paid overtime, is there is there a point where you're like, all right, we got to give him some rounds because yeah, yeah, I yeah. thought this was gonna be it. To be honest, myself, I didn't think he was gonna take him out the first round. I actually thought he was. I want him to get more rounds. You know, I want him to get more experience. I wanted it to go at least seven rounds. Ashton, like, hell no, nah, for what? <laughs> I'm trying to get him up out of there. For what? But so that being said, given that you are getting these first round knockouts and getting them out of there quick, do you guys feel that you're getting the rounds in the gym? Because, like, something has to make up for, like, you know what I'm saying? You got to get your experience. Yeah, you eight fights in, but you got eight rounds experience. Like, you got to get you got to get your experience, and you guys feel like you're getting that in sparring? We're definitely getting in, that in sparring. We, def we, getting, we definitely getting that. You well, training in Cali? Yes. Long Beach, California. Jack Rabbit Boxing. Long Beach, damn. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Is that is that your own gym, or is that— Yeah, uh, that's our gym. Okay. What made you guys open the? I, I mean, obviously you're fighting, but like most fighters would just go use somebody else's gym. What, what made you guys open your, your own? We was actually training at that gym. It was called Long Beach Boxing and Fitness. You know, it was an old rundown gym when we was in there. And they, the owner at that time couldn't keep up with the bills. So um, he was going to close down the gym and we was going to move on to another gym. But um, long story short, I was in there helping out my son. As I'm helping out my son, I was helping out other boxers, just, just being me. So when we was going to just move down the street to another gym, I got a call from one of the boxers. He was like, hey, why don't you take over the gym? I never wanted to take over a gym. So I'm like, nah, I don't see no money in that gym. It's raggedy. It's ran down. Nah, I'm not doing it. And so he was like, all right, okay. 
But what about us? I never thought about that. I'm like, oh, shit. So I said, I'm going to call you back tomorrow. And I, that question was buzzing in my head all night because he said, what about us? I never thought that I was carrying anybody but my son. So I started thinking about, dang, I did. I'm taking these guys everywhere. They are looking, you know, at me. You know, if, if it wasn't for me, they'd be out on the streets. So I was like, dang, if I let it close down, they'll be back to gang banging, back to hustling. You know, little kids sincere just was wandering around the street. So, you know, that hit my heart. So I end up, you know, fleshing out my savings, agreeing to take over, paying the back rent. And I said, if if I'm going to take over this gym, it's got to be profitable. So rebranded it, called it Jack Rabbit Boxing, gutted out everything, changed it all up. And that's where we are today. Has it obviously turned over? Has it been profitable? Is it Has it been worth it? It's paying for itself. So it's That's been good. worth it. It's all you got asked for. Yeah. And it gives your, your son a place to have a home. There you go. Yo, so, it's crazy what comes with having a gym. What like, comes yeah. with having a gym? No, I'm just saying. Uh, the responsibilities. Yeah, the responsibilities and uh, oh, sometimes yeah. the headaches. Yes. The drama. So pops <laughs> and... Uh, Ashton, uh, obviously, Jason Velez just got knocked out by my man, what is it, Tito Mercado? But that's a decent name. Or is that not like the route, like someone coming off a knockout is not the look? Yeah, I mean, that is a decent name. But at the same time, like you just said, someone coming off a knockout, we don't want to, you know, I think I've seen the highlights of that. And he... He didn't even look like he was a worthy opponent mm. after the knockout. You know, I think he's like at the end of his um, end of his career. So after a knockout, like like Tito did to him, I don't think we want to pick on uh, Velez. But that would have been a good opponent. You know, so we 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 want we want a guy that's got a little steam coming off a little steam to testing, but not a, after a knockout like that. Somebody be able to provide a little a little resistance. Yeah. Um, so how the uh, MVP deal come about? Because I'm sure there were more than just Jake Paul after your son, no? Yeah, yeah. You want to? Well, you like really? Well, really, he talked. Jake called him. Like I, I was nowhere around. But um, I know I was supposed to be fighting. Uh, they wanted me on the car with I think the Willie too, uh, Paul and Willie too. But there was debate on whether it was going to be in Texas or Ohio. And I was a 17 and a half at the time. So, like, you know, I was allowed to fight in Texas or, you know, certain states. But then, you know, they end up, you know, going with Ohio. So I was not able to uh, find a car. And um, so we just kept going, kept kept going. And then I think I fought in February this year. I fought in February this year in Pomona, California. Um, Nakisa came down and watched me fight, and uh, you know I put on a great performance, uh, crazy knockout. And then after that, I think a week later, Jake ended up calling my dad, like a random call, to call my dad, and where their conversation went from, um, I, it went good. You know, he was just uh, complimenting me, telling me he wanted to work with me and uh, my team and stuff. And um, I think probably a week or two later, we got on a Zoom call to you know just feel each other vibes out, me and Jake. And it was it was great right there. Then I think a week later we went to Puerto Rico just to hang out with them. So it was really at the beginning it was just like a bonding type of thing, 
Um, I don't think we signed anything. No, no, we we haven't signed nothing yet. We were just, you know, buying and seeing how everything goes. You know, I feel like that was, that was one of the best things too to just, um, you know, actually like like have a connection with your promoter than you know just signing with them, hoping and you know not knowing nothing really about them, and just going about your day. So I feel like me going out there and just taking my time and bonding with Jake and his team. And it was I knew a few people like Jaylen Love, like I you know knew Jaylen since. Since I started boxing, um, so since since there, I think after that we was kind of we all made a decision. Like you know, the whole team is great. Um, they have the same vision as as we do, and we just went from there. And um, and, that's, and after that, we just started you know planning on fights. And you know, Jake talked about um, what what should I do? Like what what he advised me to do? Um, like how can he help me out and stuff like that? And we just kind of talked back and forth a bit. And we just kind of hear it today. Uh, how many followers have you gained since your signing with uh, Jake? I think like five hundred thousand. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so whoa. Uh huh. I think I started like one hundred six, and then signing with him. I don't think it was just the signing part because I think I only gained probably like twenty thousand just from signing. But um, I think, but he even said uh, said so too. Like you know. He, He's kind of like a marketing genius himself. He was like, you know, like, like of course they 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 see that you know that he picked a you know great prospect. But what really matters is like kind of like them actually seeing me what what I'm able to do inside the ring, and that would draw more eyes. So like um, the announcement, everything started building up. Then after the fight, I feel like it just kind of everything went you know the stock went way up. Dad, and and how was it for you? Uh, and and is the mom involved? Who did you confide in? Because obviously Jake Paul is this twenty four year old influencer. He's new to boxing, no boxing background, but you know, uh, some of us believe he could be the savior. Others believe he is a circus act. You know, they don't respect his him in general. I you know I respect his business. You know. Right. But <clears throat> how did you come <clears throat> to respect it? Were you quick to make the decision? Who did you confide in? How was that for you? Because, I mean, again, this guy's 24 years old. Right, right. So it was, I only talked to my son. You know? Okay. So it's it's basically, I give him what I feel. I hear, hear what he has to say. But, like, he had a lot of different offers. And our biggest Are thing, you okay with telling us the other companies? We're going to leave that out. But, um... But um, our biggest thing was we had a vision ourselves that we wanted to do. He has his own H2O promotions. He started, and we had a vision itself. So when we talked to Jake, his vision was, like, coincide with our, what we was already planning to do. And so— In what as, way? As far as, you know, um, the pay, you know, um, fighters getting paid properly, far far as everything that Jake speak on, you know— Far as getting these amateur, I mean not these amateurs, these um these talented prospects more light, you know. Far as marketing, you know, I had a um, problem. Well, not a problem. Where I looked at it, we started marketing Ashton since he was eight years old, building his brand, and and that's because when I looked over the landscape, I seen no promotion company really market their fighters. They don't really push them. You know, they get on fights, but they don't push them outside of boxing. Right. So um, Jake was speaking on that with his promotion company. You know, um, so everything basically aligned. And and the top everything off, you know, Ashton's the boss. You know, it's not like Jake is the boss. They're basically partners. 
you know, it, I, I like to say they they just signed an agreement. They didn't, he didn't sign to him. It's more of an agreement. So it's nothing that he's going to make Ashton do. and He's going to um, hold him back from doing, you know. So that was one of the that was one of the biggest um, reasons that we signed. It was like his anything that he wants that he already had set in place. Jake is just going to Jake and the is just going to help that come to light. It's not like we have our own separate path for you. This is what we want to do. This is who we want you to fight. So that that was like the deciding factor. But that sounds like you want to still be actively trying to find your son opportunities. Meaning? I mean, because you're saying it's not what the path the MVP wants, and instead it could be what Ashton wants. I mean, it sounds like if, if it's if it's something that he wants, you guys came together on that. You mm-hmm. are looking for that, right? So it wouldn't be what the promoter wants. Well, well, it's like like I said, we we're all a team now. It's not it's not they're calling the shots on Asher. We're all a team. So we now now I'm saying before that, you know, I confide in Asher. Now it's a team effort. Now we all talk. It's not like you know. Um, we doing everything that we want to do by ourselves. Like, they'll they're come to the table. How about we do this? So we all talk. Right. It's not, they're not basically, for lack of a better term, bossing him around. For sure. Uh, does this situation mean that he is not bound to a broadcaster? Because we know that Jake Paul is signed to Showtime, but... Ashton is signed to MVP, right? Not Showtime, meaning your February fight can be hypothetically the zone or Wherever. Yes. BBC or top rank. Yes, he's not bound to a broadcasting. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. And, uh, was that something specific you wanted or was that just something that naturally came about and you're okay with it? That's something specifically I wanted because I see the landscape and... You know, they talk about you're on the other side of the street, so we can't fight. So, I mean, if we're not bound to anything, we could go PBC. We could fight any anybody. We could fight fighters on PBC, top rank, the zone, Showtime. Funny you say that. Because of Jake's affiliation with Showtime, there's a lot of PBC rumored dates in February. Is that right? I mean, we just <laughs> had a morning show about Earl and Thurman possibly February. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. No? No. <laughs> hey, okay. that's a good card. We had Mario Barrios in this studio. He said February. Okay. No? No calls for undercard of Barrios? No, nah, no, no calls. Mm. All right. Some, Just checking. Something about February. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, something about and, February. and it's crazy because February is already kind of like busy in sports. So mm-hmm. it's interesting. Yeah. See what. Yeah. Uh, so for like, you. How was it? I mean, uh, were you like right away like, man, I know how big Jake is. I want to make this move. Or um, did you need that time with him? I know you've already mm-hmm. touched on it. Yeah. Uh, but do you think now looking back, you really needed that time to bond with him? Or when he called you, is your answer still the same? Was it still yes then and then you just... Knew for sure it was yes after the weekend or the time you spent in Puerto Rico. No, I definitely, I definitely knew I needed the time, mm. you know, just bonding because, like, um, like, like my dad said, we got offered some, you know, different, different promoters and companies, and um, I mean, we just sat back and just kind of let things kind of go how it was, and just play, it didn't play out the like the way we thought it would have, 
Um, so like, you know, as the years went by, I think so, so started off at like 15 and a half and I was looking into, you know, signing with somebody that that's when we started to just, um, like I said, just, you know, waiting for the bonding and the connection with different promoters and, you know, see what they have to say. And, um, so when Jake came about, um, I kind of figured like it was going to be, um, differently. Uh, than other promoters just because, like, you know, who he is and what he wants to bring to the table. Like, just from hearing, you know, outside of, um, from just speaking to him face-to-face, like, um, like you said, he just wants to, you know, bring the marketing in a different way. Um, you know, just business-wise, like, bringing the funds differently than, you know, other fighters are getting paid. So, like, you know, it was already kind of thinking back of my like, okay, and then he only signed one other fighter. So, if I was, like, the second fighter to be uh, signed, like, like his focus would be on really just us three or his team. It was just me, him, and Amanda. So, like... Um, and that's not bad company to be with, let me tell yeah. you. Yeah, and, and do you feel like that? Do you feel because it's only two fighters on the roster, you are priority? Are you feeling like you're priority? No, definitely, yeah. That's great, man. That's amazing. Um, I, I wanted to uh, ask, well, I guess technically the both of you guys, whose decision was it to uh, turn pro in TJ? Uh, well, me. I, want, I wanted to turn pro when I was 15. Like, I was pretty much kind of done with the amateurs. Like, I just didn't want How to. How many amateur fights? Like, 120. And yeah. what, what caused you to be done? Uh, like, just after fighting so many times in the Nationals, like, if I was going overseas, like, you know, Continuously, then I would probably have been cool with it. But we was waiting like one time a year to go overseas, and like you know the competition and the nationals. Like I was pretty much, you know, ranked number one in the, my weight class for you know a few years. So I felt like it was at the point no more competition. And then like I was just like thinking in the future wise, like if I'm just you know just fighting fighting as an amateur and went into the Olympics. I think at that time I think they didn't know whether if they wanted the Olympics to be. Uh, I think 2020 or like 2022, like it was like, you know, juggling. They didn't know for right. sure. So, and I was thinking my age, I was like, you know, I'll be like 20 years old, 22. So it would have been just all, like, I just felt like it was just, I was going to be just waiting for like almost no reason. Dad, uh, why TJ? Did you guys try to, because I'm sure there's some states like a Mississippi, a North Carolina, yeah. you feel me, that would have licensed you up? Yeah, yeah. TJ's close to us. Okay. It's only two hours away from us. Um, like he said- Economical. He, right. Um, he he wanted to turn pro at 15, you know. I held him back till he was 16. But um, like like he said, it's economical. It's um, close to us. Even when we turn on pro, if you look at his um, box rec, even though they don't have the first guy on there, like we wasn't picking bums. You could look at the fights on uh, what, on YouTube. Wait, I want it. There's still a fight that's not on your box check, so you're really nine and them. Yeah, it's, man, it's, and Jake can't get that fixed. No, I mean it's up to um, it's on fight facts, but you know um, it's been a problem with box rec, box rec. Well, that's a whole nother conversation. But that's so, what I'm saying with Jake it's, it's, and his got connections. A, they're got he fight. need to post like, yo, they jacking my <laughs> fighter for a whole win in a knockout. It's going embarrassed I mean, their ass. Right, right. I mean, when he speaks on it, he speaks. He says nine and zero. He speaks correctly. But, okay, um, shout out to Jake. Some, some of these fighters, they got a. It was a favor for them because they got upset. I'm not gonna call no names, but they got upset in um in Mexico, and it's, it's not on their record. 
So mm. they're walking around X and O, X and O, but I've seen with my eyes that they lost the fight. Oh, but, yeah. But once again, back to Ashton. Um, no, you, um, we went to Mexico because it's closer, you know. Good opponents also. We wasn't picking any, um, any walkovers because I, I wanted to know that he was, you know, ready for the pros. So everybody that we picked, it was a seasoned guy. Um, beginning, it was guys were winning records. The first guy that he fought was a guy that was 3-1, and one, 20 years old, 3-1 and one, with three knockouts. You know, it's on, um, on the internet, but dropped him out five times and got him out of there the fourth round. So when was that? So the you're saying the very first one is the one that's not on boxing. The very first one is not is so the one that's not on boxing. So he didn't turn pro in October. When did he turn pro? Was it like August? Yeah. Okay. August. But but that's the TJ commission. That was the TJ commission. They, yeah, it, man. During, during the pandemic, they had a beef like Rosarito, Tijuana, and Boxrec. They had a little beef, um, and. The COVID happened, and they took the fights to Rosarito. It was the same commission, but uh, BoxRec didn't want to recognize it for whatever reason. I don't know. I don't know. I want my fight. Man. Right. Right. Sure. That's crazy. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of weird shit going on. Damn, I wish I would have known that. We was just in the convention, and there was the BoxRec representative, man. Oh, and from TJ. Man. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, from that specific Mauricio um, Suleiman was trying to help us um, get it. And they told him no. What? Right. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. You probably not getting that then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. You shit out of luck. Damn, they said no to Mauricio. All right, so somebody wasn't paying attention here. I got a question from the people. Brandon in Houston says, you signed to Black Prime three years ago. How was that experience? And when you saw they emerge in partnership with Crawford, what were your thoughts? I guess you didn't answer that second part. So when you seen Black Prime all of a sudden is uh, got Crawford Avenesian for ten million, what were your thoughts to both of you? Like, it was crazy because uh, I think I, I think I saw it before my dad. Like I probably like when he posted it. Was, I think it was like three minutes in. And I looked and I was like, it was BOK Prime, and I was the first thing I thought was you know um, my people. So. I was just looking into it, and I, I looked on their page um, on BLK Prime, and they didn't post it. So I'm like, okay, maybe it's just another, you know, company with the same name. And uh, I guess when I overheard my dad talking about it, I was like, okay, that's cool. Like, that, they, they in that world, and it's on a big fight, too. Like, that, that's, that, that's dope to see. Dad, did you know before the announcement? <laughs> hey, I promised him not to say that, so I didn't even tell Ash, and I didn't say nothing to nobody. Dang. I didn't want to get out. Yeah. That's crazy. So, so were you shocked? I I guess whenever you found out initially. Yeah, I was shocked when he told me the name. I was I was blown away. But 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 I'm sure in your conversation he didn't tell you the money. You heard that with the news, right? So, what was that reaction for you to find out that this company you were dealing with once upon a time? can now pay Crawford $10 million, plus the opponent is running around saying he got paid very well. We don't know his number, but we heard his very well mm -hmm. and that they've already deposited, like, I think half of that. Yeah, it's in escrow. <laughs> and, um, I was happy for him. I actually was happy for him. You know, um, it was nothing selfish, no selfish thoughts. I was actually happy for him. I was happy for Crawford. You know, I don't, um, I don't count other people's pockets. 
We got New York Bullet that says, what's good, champ? Who were some of the legendary fighters that inspired you? Blessings. Um, I grew up watching Floyd. So before, before I started boxing, um, I, you know, I always used to want to be a basketball, football player. So when I got introduced to boxing, it was the first person I like really that stood out to me was Floyd Mayweather. So just watching him growing up, I think until well, I always watched his fights until he retired until and still now, like when you have to Dubai event. But um I watched him growing up, but throughout throughout time I started to, you know, uh watch other fighters and start to to um put some of their style into mine. Who uh who are some of the fighters that are Currently fighting that you like to watch. All right. Uh, so I was Javante. Have you sparred him? No, I was Javante. I like a bit of Ryan style. Um, who was it? Devin Haney. I like some of the stuff he does. Uh, Crawford, Errol Spence, uh, Canelo. You haven't sparred none of these guys. No. Dad, do you? You don't. You don't. You only do in-house sparring? You don't take them no, out? No, no. We, um, we sparred a lot of people. It's funny that um, he haven't sparred them names, but we sparred a lot of people. The opportunity just haven't came about. Um, Ryan's a good friend. It just haven't came about. Um, you know, we never even seen Tank. We've never seen him in the gym. You know, he likes Tank, but we never seen him. How far is Buddy McGirt gym from you guys? Long Beach? I've been trying to get sparring at Buddy. Because that's We've been where, trying to get sparring. That's where uh, Tank was uh, at once yeah, upon a time. Yeah, but I've been trying to get um, sparring at Buddy McGirt's gym. But it's about what, with hour. Blue Nose? With whoever you have. And when I call Blue around, Nose would be a good sparring partner for you. Yeah, yeah well, I heard that. He get yeah. hit a lot, but he 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 put that pressure on. He put yeah. Valdez on his ass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's good work. Sat his ass down. <laughs> yeah, but he's, he sparred... Um, Sean Porter, since we're in Vegas. Yeah. He's part of Sean Porter. He's part of Leo Santa Cruz. I mean, the list go on and on. He, he's part of a lot of... Um, How long are you guys uh, in town? Uh, we leave tonight. Oh. We leave tonight. Damn. Yeah. 7 o'clock tonight, we leave. But yeah, he's, he's part of a lot of guys. He's he been sparring pros since he was 12 years old. Yeah. I just... I mean, I asked because I never heard of a fighter from Long Beach. You heard now. Yeah, I know, I know, but that's what I'm saying. That means you got to pay for spawn. Got to get people to drive in there, oh, fly in there. We do now. We pay for spawn now. Yeah, over here, it's free 99. Yeah. <laughs> Go right to the top right and you can get everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you. Nah, you definitely got to gotta come to Vegas, champ, because... I would love to see him with my boy. Who? Nah, Sean? Who? <laughs> uh... The one that gave your mans all types of trouble. They got a trilogy going on. Poor, oh, a sparring guys. trilogy? Nah, nah. Fighting trilogy. Oh, Top oh, rank oh, paying for this Cobb. shit. Antoine Antoine. So you but, want uh, Phillips. Jalen Phillips. I want Jalen Phillips. Jalen Phillips. Who's that? So, he, he's, he's nobody's... I mean, he, he might be special, let me tell you, okay. because he's got that Tevin Farmer, B-Hop start, like, Got he, two losses, two wins, one draw. Nah. But you watching him. He's been, he been growing yeah. through the ranks. You watching him like, oh, shit, he's getting I, better. I, yeah. It's here. Yeah. It's here. Because in the gym, you feel me, he does things to people that he probably that should, he shouldn't be doing shouldn't to them guys. Doing. Yeah. Uh -huh. But under the lights. He don't let his hands I, go on I up. think it's yeah, his. That's the yeah, difference with somebody like that. But that's why he's good spawn, though. Yeah. That's why he's good spawn. He lets his hands go on spawn. It's under the lights that he might be a little bit hesitant, and that's why he keep ending up in these draws. 
Man, I was about to say, yo, look at Sticky Fingers. <laughs> oh, he don't know. He too old. You know him. Yeah, yeah, This yeah, guy yeah. too old, man. You mean too young? I mean too young. I got uh, another one from Houston. It said, to any blue chip prospects out there who may be looking to turn pro, can you share with them why trusting Jake and signing the most valuable promotions is the best move they can make? Um, I feel like you just got to go. I mean, some people, you know, just Jake is not for them. Um, but I feel like for me and what my dreams and uh, goals were headed towards, I think that was for me. So I feel like you just got to, you know, uh, look into more of like, you know, the companies of who you are willing to sign with and what they're doing for their fighters. Like, I feel like, um, I think top rank gets their fighters a lot of fights and like, um, but you see like me, like, you know, I'm kind of taking my time. I, I think top rank probably takes their time too with the fighters, but they're like, you know, continuously in the ring. Uh, but for me, you know, my my goals are just to take my time and, you know, just be under the spotlights. You know, I like, you know, big fights. I don't like to just fight over and over competitively again. And and I, I don't know, there's something about I, I kind of want to, you know, give it some time to build up the fight a bit. Like like if like if it was like a um, a mega fight or something. No, it makes sense. I Definitely wanted, understandable. I, I wanted to ask, what were some of the things outside of boxing that you look to maybe get your hands on or maybe some things that Jake's like, okay, you know, we can make some money over here as an investment thing. What are some things that catch your interest outside of the boxing? It's, it's, it's a lot of things. Like, as I, like, go on and see certain things, like, for example, like you said, Jake, when he came out with the better, like, that was kind of, like, inspiring. Like, I started wanting to do more stuff with that. Like, you probably, you know, just have my own. Absolutely. Yeah, that's one thing Jake talked to him about, uh, you know, things outside of boxing. Like, Y'all might see Jake as a clown and things like that, but he's a he's a good businessman. He set Ashen down. Ashen, um, he wants to go into business, so he set Ashen down, and he told him that, you know, he's going to teach him about venture capital, you know, so on and so forth. But, um, you know, Jake is, is a real good businessman behind the lights and cameras and all of that. When he we go to his house, that's all he's doing. He's sitting at the table researching, researching, working, working. Like, he does what he does for the camera, but this guy's a smart guy. He's a smart, he might be 24. I don't even know how old he is, but he might be like 24, 25 years old. But he's a smart, smart businessman. That's what's up. I mean, look. You ain't gonna get any complaints from me. Uh, I, 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 I'm on record, bro. Eddie Hearn owes me a percentage. Um, you know, we covered the KSI versus uh, Jake Paul Logan. when it was Logan Paul. Logan. Logan Paul when it was YouTube. Mm -hmm. Then I interviewed Eddie, and I'm like, bro, did you see what these guys did? One point five for ten ten dollars. He's like, nah, I'm not getting into that. Next year signs fucking Jake. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that. That whole YouTube thing blew up, but uh, I believe in him. And a lot of people tried doing it. Nobody could do it like Jake. Mm -mm. Yeah. No. And I believe in him, and I, and I throw around Savior of Boxing because when you have that sort of uh, platform, it's like I said, he could put heat on BoxRec, and they will fucking change that. Oh, yeah. They don't, they, they're not going to want what he's doing to Dana to, to be done to them every day. Dana is his own, you know, entity himself. He has... Uh, platform himself, but BoxRec can't go anywhere and defend themselves. All right. they have is their Twitter and it's not going to be good for them. So like, yeah, man, I think that Jake uh, is great for the sport. Look what he did for Amanda Serrano. 
you know, he continues to get her opportunities too. Like she's eventually going to get a Kaylee Teller, uh, you know, fight in Ireland for retirement money. Right. He's doing his thing. I, 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 and and look, you you know, we we go in deeper. He gave Regis a shot. Now Regis got signed to Probellum. He gave who's Montana the other? Montana Love. Montana got signed to the Zone. So you know, uh, the dude's good for the sport. My man Steve Cunningham, he gave him an opportunity versus one of those MMA dudes. The plus brought him in for sparring. The Hassan Ravenon fight ain't happened, but still paid the you know the look fighters. At, yeah, and look got, at, his, look got his account unlocked, got yeah. him verified. Now my man got look this fight now. because yeah. of that. Right, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like he was just live the other day. That shit had fifty three thousand. I'm like, you just lost. He literally just got knocked out. Went live in the arena. Like, yo, they still love me. Bunch of people behind him. Video got 53,000 right. views. It's like, bro, how? Thank how? you, Jake Paul. Thank you, Jake Paul. So uh, I believe in Jake, man. Uh, I think he could get it done. And again, with that platform, people are a little bit more, uh, you know, careful about what they say and don't say. Look at the WBA. They about to rank his ass. You know they about to rank him. What? What you talking about? They invited him to the WBA. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, he's coming definitely. out of there on definitely. Sunday with a ranking. Right. He's going to be ranked. Uh, so, you know, you guys did a good decision, in my opinion. Uh, I'm nobody, you. but outside looking in, uh, I'm happy that you chose him. I think he could, you know, get things done with multiple networks because they all want him. Yeah. Now, you know? I'm not saying it's the big money move, but I'm going to throw an idea out there just because of the opportunity, right? Sam, you got to get on the runway. You know, one of these stores in this yeah, beautiful yeah. win. We, they got, you know, so many beautiful designers. Get on somebody's runway. I'm telling you, I think, I think the fashion. No, that's something. See, because people need to, people talk about the pay and they talk about this, but they're not able to hold an interview. They're not able to sell themselves. Bro, they got to, be able to cross over. Yeah, Ryan does that, man. Uh, he was just exchanging left hooks with, with, with Sugar Ray, and, and it wasn't even on his page. It was Sugar Ray like, yeah, I'm chilling with my boy Ryan. I'm like, what? Like, now nah, you got to whip it. Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah, but, <laughs> but speaking of fashion and things like that, modeling and acting, that's, that's, that's some, some of the things that he... That I've been wanting to do. That's some. Uh, I think Roger. When I first went to Floyd's, yeah, <laughs> Roger uh, told me that I should start doing. Yo, I don't <laughs> give a fuck with nobody. Say, I think every, not everybody, right? You got to be somebody, but yo, that WWE crossover. Yes, right. that's good. Too. Floyd was the first boxer to do it. Yo, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know Crazy. if that's true. Who, 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 who was the first boxer? Uh, Mike Tyson. I don't, Mike know that Mike was, I don't think Mike was in there. No, I think yeah. he's confusing Muhammad Ali, who did some wrestling, he but it a, wasn't WWF. Yeah, he, yeah, and it was yeah, like it was like a Japanese dude, right? Yeah, yeah. It was no, Mike. No, Mike was in there with Stone Cold. I remember. Yeah, Mike. Yeah, Mike but did that can't be before Stone Cold wasn't before Andre the Giant. No, no, no. I'm talking about uh, the Big Show and Floyd. That was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. It was yeah, Big was Show, big not show. Andre the Giant. He said Andre, Andre the Giant. Yeah. Tyson, Tyson yeah. did do it. Had, had the all black shirt. Yeah, the all on, yeah. black. Yeah. I mean, Cole. listen. At least you know you got a better chance to get in WWE than any other fighter because Jake's brother is Logan, who got yeah. a deal with WWE. <laughs> Yo, and right. let me tell you, bro. The WrestleMania it just did 
They're doing like two days. 100,000 people back-to-back days. It's crazy. But that's nothing. If you're going to ask for a WWE favor, they got over 98 million subscribers on their YouTube channel. That's insane. Yeah. Bro, they're, they're, that's crazy. Their fan base is different. Yeah. I'm like, y'all know this scripted. No, right? my, right. Grown, <laughs> my, my grown friend was just arguing on, on Facebook to my, yo, me and my son finally had our first argument. And he, he was arguing that Roman Reigns beat some <laughs> other dude I never heard of. And I'm like, Bro, you're like 40 years old. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's the dude just fought uh, Logan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, I guess. He beat, I, he beat Logan. Don't they uh, conf- Don't they say you look like Roman Reigns or something like that? Nah, without hair? nah, nah. Uh, the Strowman dude. I used to be oh, very Braun fat. Strowman. Yeah. I've lost like 70 pounds. So the, the Strowman dude. Yeah, I know who he is. Yeah. I used to get those comparisons. But yeah, that WWE crossover, that fashion crossover. That's what that that's what these people need, man, because it's like they want the Floyd money, but why your ass can't get Bieber and, and Lil Wayne like Floyd did? Right. You right, get what I'm saying? Right, it's right. like, bro, I remember seeing a Floyd fight where Floyd in the back warming up, and this was like his showtime day. So mm-hmm. towards the end of his career, when he didn't already made Hand over fist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Justin Bieber back then. Yeah, I remember that. How many followers you got? Oh, yeah? Yeah, post the pay-per-view. He had like double whatever Floyd yeah. had. Had more. Yo. Yeah, but that wasn't the only ones. Remember, Justin even came out in some of those all-access. No, no, like, he was for hanging sure. With yeah, Justin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, but yeah. that's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, Floyd was making all them millions, but, bro, he did what he had to do. To be to cross able, over. To, to cross over. Absolutely. Floyd, Floyd is a marketing genius. He's another Plus marketing his genius. relationship with 50, you know, it ended up sour, but you know that. Yeah. 50 is a post. He always was a poster. Like he loved to be yeah. on social media. So 50, you know, that was good for him. Then 50 entered boxing. But uh, yeah, do you have anything else for Ashton so we can uh, get to take this pick? That's about it for me, champ. Champ, give out your social media for anybody who isn't following you can do so. All right, you can follow me on all platforms at Ashton Silva H12. And Pops, any social media or you in the cut? I'm in the cut. I'm he in, in the, the cut. cut. We're going to go ahead and wrap it up, guys. And uh, we'll catch you tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 9 a.m. Eastern. And we'll take this picture. Sure, thank Oops. you for having thank me, you. too. Thank oh, you. Thank you, Champ.